Welcome to Homemaker Chic, where we are rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind with red lips and no jumpers. Shay, I have to confess, I'm wearing my big violet lips today. And I did post something really funny on our Instagram feed, which was a uh, troop of denim jumper wearing moms. (laughs) I saw that. Contrasted with like Diana... Wonder yes. Woman. <laughs> I, okay, I didn't. As, I didn't see who it was. I thought it was maybe Legatha. No, it was actually it was <laughs> Diana. It was Wonder Woman. Okay, and so it was kind of like comparing last year's version of the homeschool mom with this year's version of the homeschool mom, and so uh, we apparently <laughs> to everyone else we're killing it. Maybe I don't know. Is that is that true? We're. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) Weirdos no more. I don't know. (laughs) Today's show is brought to you by American Blossom Linens. Uh, I have to confess, I'm still putting my sheets out. Our weather just turned like this total left turn. Like summer is over. Hey, Door County, summer is over. It is now 53 degrees and cool. Everybody's complaining and we have a fire going in the fireplace. Wow. All day long during homeschool. I know it's just like completely left turn. And uh, so I am scrounging up my last few weeks of putting my sheets on the clothesline. Mm-hmm. And so I did just put them on the clothesline and I starched them and they are fabulous. I don't I'm wondering, you know, they say they get softer with every washing. So I'm wondering how many washings I'm on because mine are they're exquisite. Mm-hmm. Now they completely completely match the texture of my vintage linens. So if you are looking for something that brings that vintage vibe, but with the modern endurance to your bed, then you should invest in a set of sheets from American Blossom Linens because they are your modern vintage sheets. These are sheets that are cotton that is grown in Texas. It is uh, a female company. So you have women that are gathering the cotton and they are using a special process where they're pulling out all the impurities from the sheets. And these sheets are, they're a lifetime investment. No more going to Kohl's every 18 months and waiting for like the JLo sheets to be on sale. Right. Does she Gag? have sheets? I didn't know that. <laughs> she does. Of course like, she does. I, that's what I used to do. I used to like wait for the really nice ones, <laughs> quote unquote, nice ones to be on sale at Kohl's. And I hate Kohl's mm-hmm. because I can't stand standing in the lines. And so you should shop American Vintage, AmericanBlossomLinens.com. Yes. And use the code. Oh, my gosh. Shay, I'm blanking. Homemaker <sighs> Sorry. <Shake> 20. <laughs> That is okay. You guys may notice that Angela's talking a little bit like this. <laughs> Stop it. I didn't want them to notice, but oh, thank well, you for they noticed that out. They noticed. Notice. Oh, Shay, your voice is so smooth. And no, hey, it's... Angela's from the Midwest, isn't she? <laughs> With allergies. <laughs> Angela's body does this crazy thing every fall where certain times of day, usually starting about now through morning. Right about now. Right about now until morning time. And it just sends her into an allergy fit. I think it's some kind of weird mold spore. Something. <laughs> so if you're a mold expert. Dude, and only if you're a mold expert because I'm a little burned out on advice. Yes, that's true. That's true. 
Um, <laughs> lots of questions coming in too about that wonderful salt company that we introduced you guys to a couple weeks ago here on the podcast. It is, I'm going to consider them my neighbors because they're right on the coast of Washington, San Juan Island Sea Salt. And I realize not everybody's from Washington. Um, so I'm going to spell that for you. S-A-N. New word. Do it. J-U-A-N. San Juan Island Sea Salt. And Brady was so kind to extend a coupon to our Homemaker Chic listeners. So go visit SanJuanIslandSeaSalts.com. Tell Brady we sent you over by using the coupon code HOMEMAKER for 10% off of your salt purchases. And if you like it hot, Angela likes things really spicy. There is. I need to purge the sinuses. Yes. Like, give it to me. There is a spicy <laughs> Thai blend that Brady makes that will blow your face off. And it's so good. But those Thai chilies, whoo, it's makes me like it makes my lips sweat just thinking She's about it. her forehead while she talks it's about it. Very, I'm wiping my nose hot. and Shay is patting her forehead. So some oh, like it hot. Some like it hot. Yes, we love them. Um, okay. I don't know what kind of mood you're in, but I'm going to cue ahead this Y music here. We're just going to go. Please cue We're going to go for it. I need to blow off some steam. You need to go blow your nose before we do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hit the cough button while I blow my nose. Mmm. How chic. Well, this part is of the podcast is brought to you by the one and only Dry Farm Wines, a fabulous online wine company that will ship you beautiful biodynamic organic wines from all over the world. Um, you get to choose how many you want delivered, three, six, nine, twelve, or more, if you're me. These are some beautiful wines that are all naturally fermented. And actually, you know, we've talked about this, but how often, you know, we've talked we've talked about the kind of gross wine culture that can surround women a little bit, you know, yeah. kind of lush, the, just the sort of boxed wine vibe. Yeah. Wino Wednesdays. Yeah. Chardonnay belly. It's not what we're talking yeah. about here. No. Um, well, I was just looking at the back of this bottle. Sorry, that's my dryer going off because I'm actually drying my American Blossom linen sheets right now. <laughs> Clean sheet day. Get me out. Um, Make your bed. Exactly. <laughs> this, they test it for residual sugar, like what's left in the mm-hmm. wine after the fermentation process. This has 0.3 grams of sugar left per liter of wine. That is okay. like almost ladies, you, you need to like just like say it again, Shay. Point like three grams of sugar per liter is what this wine is left with. And a big part of that is Okay, so you need to picture like a two liter yes. of Coke. Yes. And the little tiny microscopic gram thing from high school that was like the size of your pinky. Mm-mm. I don't even think okay. it's that big, is it? I would guess it's no. That, like, that's how big the gram was oh, when you yeah. had like the, the like the weighted measurements. Yeah. I'm sure it's different for liquid, but you know and what it's I mean. Point three. There's point three. So point none. Point none. Essentially, yes. Which makes yeah. your body so happy when you drink this. So go on over to dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and check out these wines because you get a free bottle with your first purchase just for being a Homemaker Chic listener. And I am drinking one okay. that's so good right now. I'm actually drinking it. What, Shay? First first of all, let me just tell you, I went over to somebody's house the other night 
And I did not do the thing where you like bring your own bottle. Shay's going out of town next week and she has literally (laughs) shipped bottles of wine ahead of her. I am. It's coming to you, Virginia. It's coming to your house. Bring it with you, please. Okay. Me at the beach. I I didn't bring any with me. And I have to tell you, I mean, not to sound like a princess, but this is all I'm used to drinking is dry farm now. And the next day it was no bueno. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is after like two glasses of wine. It was not good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at all. So I think your body does really get used to it. I think it. I don't know. It does. I think it gets used to it like it like it gets used to uh, sourdough or something like that. It does really get used to it. Yeah. And then you go like to a restaurant and just eat like enriched bromelated white flour and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are you sipping? Okay, Mrs. Elliot, I am sipping a twain. Nailed it. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, I had that this weekend. So good. Twain. Twain. Sauvignon. It doesn't say Sauvignon Blanc, just a Sauvignon. 100% Sauvignon. It's very good. So it's not a blend. I had that last weekend. Yeah. It is. It's tart and crisp, but there's like this mm-hmm. folly pear feel to it, but not in a sugary way. Just like in a Granny Smith, but like it's got this like... <laughs> You're welcome for nailing these adjectives. It's got this like yellow peri <laughs> thing going on to it in my mouth. Um, and it is approximately three o'clock my time as I'm recording this. And yes, I am enjoying a glass of it. So there's that. Did you ever see that old uh, Nick Cage and Meg Ryan movie, City of Angels? Oh, yeah. Great soundtrack. My own BTW. Yeah. My uncle took me to see it, but um, he lived in Seattle. And so as a young girl, I thought yeah, he was got like major so Seattle vibes. cool, you know? Oh, had all the, and like just nineties vibes, thick nineties vibes. Oh, that one. thick. If you want to just <laughs> slop around in some nineties vibes, which you know? I do. Yeah. It's from, you know, your Sarah McLaughlin, like, yeah, get mm-hmm. it girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he asks her as an angel, um, he asks her to describe a pair. Uh, I don't remember that part. Do you remember I, that I, scene? I seen and it she's since trying I was like to thirteen. I you got to watch it again because just the description. I know how you love pears, and I know you just got the mother load at the farm. So she's like trying to describe like Sandy. He's like, yeah, but I don't know what sand is. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. so she has to describe this pear. Yeah, I should probably similar to yeah. when Meg Ryan has to describe wine in French Kiss. Mm, that's a good one. I that is a that classic. A if you're like a time. Francophile nerd mm-hmm. romance, I hate to use the expression rom com mm-hmm. because I think that's overused, but French Kiss is. It's mm. a fun one. Well, you know what movie really I just uh, the watched f- the other day? Speaking of Meg Ryan, You've Got Mail. One of my all time favorite like that movies. One. I love that movie. I love it. And I listened to the soundtrack but for that was three like days afterwards. <laughs> a third what? Who's the soundtrack? Oh, all well, co- it's like the third. So like she started with When mm-hmm. Harry Met Sally mm-hmm. and then she did French Kiss and then she did like Sleepless, Sleepless in, in Seattle. Seattle. And, or actually it was the fourth. And then it was You've Got Mail. Yeah. So it was like, hello, typecast. Well, Awkward. here's the problem. I was like three when all those other ones came out. And so You've Got Mail was like my prime time. <laughs> and you... You were already past. 
I'm serious. We need to record this crap because people need to see the rage on my face when you say that <laughs> I'm kind just of saying, stuff. Like when Harry met Sally, that was like that was just a little bit before I would have been watching movies like that. You know? Well, me too. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I sat down. I've watched I watched You Got Mail. I was grinning ear to ear the entire time I watched it. I must have I've probably watched that movie. 300 times because it was like really growing up it was like one you didn't have netflix you had like six I've vhs like tapes and that's so it. now you have me like all intrigued watch it it's so good and then i've been singing the cranberries and then i listened to like literally listen to the cranberries oh, for two days you texted me the other day about the cranberries i friggin love the cranberries i, love the cranberries. I know they're not like, everyone's cup of tea but that 90s oh pop, no Ha! Makes me you're, so happy. Like, I don't know what you're saying, but I love it. I don't have a clue. Oh, I love that part of the song that's in "You've Got Mail." What's which one? It's called "Dreams." Oh my dreams! That one, you know. That's what I just said. I don't know what you're saying. I love that the was chanting at the end. You know, like it goes a little yeah, tribal. A little tribal oh, at the end. Yes. No holding back. I'm going to cover the mic while I laugh really loud. I'm hot. I'm sweating. She gets all Celtic and you're like, yeah, girl, you get it. Oh, this is going to be a rough patch of the podcast. I can see my little voice like things going. Stu's like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, that's good. I love uh, 90s music. Yeah. But that is how I feel. The French Kiss soundtrack is so good. Mm. I'll listen and to it tonight. I played. I, oh, it's so good. So uh, that movie came out. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to promise not to blow my nose over the <laughs> microphone. But um, that movie came out while Joel and I were dating. And he went to see it with a friend. And I was in, I was out of town. I was in Nashville and I came back and he's like, I went to see French Kiss, you know, well, what did you think of it? Oh, it was okay. And he got, it was like the premiere. So he got me a pin Mm -hmm. with Meg Ryan and what's his butt on it. And I I wore that pin on my winter coat. You know, I love accessories. So I rocked that pin like quirky for a decade. Oh my gosh. And it came out where once it came out on DVD, it was our favorite movie. Mm. I can recite the entire movie. It's like Gone with the Wind. I can recite the entire movie front to back. <laughs> Every line is hysterical to me. The soundtrack is fantastic. I played uh, the French version of Dream a Little Dream mm-hmm. for my friend Francoise. I was like, I love to sing. I really want to sing this song. Can you help me translate this into French? And she listened to it and she's like, that is not French. (laughs) (laughs) That's all she had to say. That is not French. I'm like, really? That's like the best you can do to help me with this song. But like that's I there are certain certain movies in this house where like the just the things we say, we don't even realize Mm -hmm. like Christmas vacation. We don't even realize where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And uh, French Kiss is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been watching Stop the um, Rocking, Arrested Development. All of it. Have you ever watched that show? Then we'll get on to the point, yeah. I promise. Okay, I think Arrested Development is very witty and very smart. And same thing. Yes. Stu and I first watched it, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. 
And we're rewatching it now. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that running joke we've had for a decade. I remember now. You don't even this is where it came that from. it's like part of your vernacular. <laughs> you don't even realize. Stop the rocking. I know. We you always know? have. Like, we always you have don't this, even realize um, it. We've got this joke mm-hmm. where like the guy in the six thousand dollar suit is going to and then whatever task somebody's asked us to do. So if I ask Stu, like, hey, can you go get the chicken eggs? And he's just like, yeah, like the guy in the in the six thousand dollar suit is going to go get the chicken eggs. And I was like, we've been saying this for 10 years. And I totally you don't even forgot. Know. This is where it comes from. He does not have That's a six thousand dollar suit, by the way, obviously. BTW. Oh, what are we talking about again? Should we? T- I don't know. Can we just that turn this into a nineties Nick Cage music? movie? Like, wait, <laughs> what's what's the Nick Cage movie with the um, I, the blonde chick where it's like a Christmas movie and he does he's used to wearing like fifteen thousand dollar suits and then he has to get the made to order suit at the mall. I'm not a Nicholas Cage uh, fan. I usually actually avoid, avoid his movies. <gasps> Sorry. Stop. I don't see you're so Shay is not old enough to appreciate Nick Cage. I don't really when think he was Nick Cage that no, 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 no. This is where we part ways. Right. Mrs. Elliot. All right. OK, see ya. so we're going to pick up where we left <laughs> off and we're going to talk about homeschooling <laughs> on that note. Um, oh, I got the funniest message from Chelsea, your sister today. When she was talking, she listened to the last episode we did on homeschooling. And she's like, when you said it's okay. just cinnamon when we were riffing on pumpkin spice. <laughs> she said, I almost lost it. <laughs> I can just see her. Ladies, if a pumpkin spice latte helps you get through the day, you have that pumpkin spice latte. But here, Chelsea, she doesn't drink wine. She doesn't drink coffee. I don't even think she drinks tea. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how she even survives life, quite (laughs) frankly. (laughs) Oh, okay. But we love you, Chelsea. We do love you, Chelsea. Um, Before we go into homeschooling, which (laughs) we will get to, I promise. (laughs) Um, We swear. How... We, this the theme of our of our season here on Homemaker Chic is we can do hard things. You suck. I know what you're going to do. I know I'm going to do it. The the I, hard. She's thing. got two days of self righteousness tucked under her belt, yo. <laughs> she's about to play it. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. Hey, best friend. While well, you're having an allergy attack and you feel like you're on death's door, you know what I've been doing? I've been lifting weights for two days in a row. I'm so sore; it hurts to laugh. My body so is rejecting so she can't even my talk. body. It's like, nope. Oh, do your abs hurt, Shay? Oh, shove it. <laughs> Yes, they hurt, Angela. Okay, ladies, for those of you who care, my hard thing I'm trying to do is work out, which I'm only the able to do by... just to live. Yeah, exactly. So I'm doing my, what's it called Ugh. again? TR, TRX machine. TRX, you're welcome. Yes, it's great. It takes up almost no space. I love the low impact on old my old joints. <laughs> Yours are older, so probably helps you even more. Fabulous. Oh, my freaking goodness. Every muscle in my body hurts. Every muscle. It's great. Even my derriere and the sides of my thighs, which is great. 
Okay, fine. Fine. Let's talk about <laughs> something else. <laughs> I did the hard thing for okay. two days in a row. Shake it. Woohoo! You do it every day, so I'm allowed to say it. No, I haven't actually done my TRX. I've been walking, so I'm walking. I walk, so I walk down to the lake and I walk back, back. The back part is the tough part, I suppose, because it's uphill. And it never fails where I think I'm going to hit five days a week and I'm at four. Yeah. So it's 17 miles a week. That's a lot. Yay. It is. It feels like a lot. That's so a lot. the time I get home. Um, mm-hmm. But Joel just got my my TRX. I've had it from a couple years ago, but we he finally put it on like the other side of the basement and I haven't done it yet, but he just put it up like last week. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I was trying to show the kids how to do it yesterday and I was like doing flies like this. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that looks easy, mom. My 15 year old comes over and he's like, <laughs> like, yeah, boom. No, it's, it's hard. a little bit harder than you thought. It is. What I it love is, is how you're using your own body weight. I love that. And I love the security of like the fluid motion, especially from somebody who doesn't work out a ton. Like I don't have a lot of body yeah. confidence in what what my body knows how to do and how to move. And it kind of almost forces you to and hold. And the TRX lets you know, yeah. we're done here. Yeah. Time to pull it back. Oh, big time. <laughs> yeah. Big time. So I'm working up to like one, well, good for one you. of those crunchy thingies. <laughs> right now I'm just trying to do plank. Just like hold the plank, put your feet in the things and hold the plank. Just do that. And um, literally my stomach hurts so bad. It's okay. I have like my brain doesn't work when it comes to the like how to put your feet in. I used to always have to ask Dante like, no, like literally you have to come over here and show me like, how do I put my feet in this thing again? Yeah, it's awkward. It is a little awkward. And so we're doing all of this before. Before. Yeah, before homeschool. I was I have to confess, I did play with my phone for a few minutes this morning during school. But everybody was being very self-sufficient. And that's when I posted the like the blue denim jumper bit on the homeschool Mm. or the Homemaker Chic podcast page. And yes, it was a few minutes of downtime. Yeah. But then, boy, it got real, really fast. How's week two going for you guys? Because week one, there's adrenaline and freshly sharpened pencils. What's week two? Yeah. I think week two is a little bit more of a shock to les étudiants, (laughs) quite frankly. Uh, I think the kids are like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like we actually have to do this till one or two and we actually have to get out of bed and get the milking done and have our beds made. And like, oh, you were you you weren't kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. They're doing actually they're doing really good, but I think they expect me to peter out at 1145 and I'm not. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe I'm feeling. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not expressing that because I don't want to salt the conversation, if you will. But yeah, that's sort of what I'm feeling mm-hmm. from them. Do your older ones. I mean, do your younger ones go that long, too? So my younger ones start at nine and go till. Uh, Twelve or one and then. The older ones are supposed to start earlier and go till two or whatever it takes. Because yeah. there's a lot of like stopping and talking to me, hashing things out, going back to the assignment. Yep. I have a, a student who needs to walk through actually at this moment. Yep. Mommy Lee, you can walk through if you need to. <laughs> so, well, um, so we mentioned to you guys last week that Georgia and Juliet 
Angela's Juliet are taking an online right. English class together. And I loved their first assignment when I got it in my inbox. It was like, hey, go read the first seven chapters of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And I was just like, you know, Georgia's, she'll be 10 next week. Juliet's 10, right? So mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. loved it. It was yeah. like this massive reality check. Like, see, mom's not this like possessed demon that's just like, learn, learn, learn. Other teachers are like that too. <laughs> Seven chapters of Mark Twain. That's no small thing. Actually, yeah, Aiden's like reading, reading these crazy I mean, they're beautiful, but, you know, maybe I'm used to reading The Valley of Vision. Yes. Aiden, not so much, reading it for himself. And so he's reading like Herbert or something like that. I think it's Herbert. These poems that are, you know, not the modern tongue language. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. And so, again, like you said, it's just like, oh, well, it's not just my mom's Mm -hmm. harebrained idea that we say thee and thou and art. Yep. And like... You mean this is actually out there somewhere and I have to learn to digest it and regurgitate it and put my own thoughts to it? And Mm -hmm. I love that. I kind of like it. I love it. Because I think, I mean, I don't want to be a helicopter mom, but I feel like it's good for him to know, like, mom's a little bit hands off on this and there's 20 students in this class and I need to hold my own and I know it's challenging. Mm-hmm. And that's good. That's the point. Because <laughs> it's not challenging. I think a lot of times the kids think, you know, today we're going to talk about our older students. And so I think a lot of times they think it's challenging for. Um, are we talking about older or younger today? Where did we leave off? I don't remember where we <laughs> left off. I don't even remember what subjects we talked about. It's not terrible. I know we talked about math. We talked about English. I think we were going to dive a little bit more into older kids. Okay. But I think he. Thinks maybe sometimes the older kids think it's challenging just, you know, to get mom's gun off. Yeah. Like, oh, mom loves Shakespeare, so she wants us to learn Shakespeare. Yes. Mom loves French, so she wants us to learn French and blah, blah, blah. You know, but like, no, actually, mm-hmm. other people are doing this. Other people this is a thing. This. this is a real thing. It's so yeah. true. Um, We're definitely feeling the pinch of week two because it's, mm-hmm. it's like working out. It's adjusting your body it is. back to what we're doing here. And don't be surprised, my dear listeners, if you are met with weeping and gnashing of teeth. (laughs) That doesn't mean you're doing something wrong or that your kids have some horrible major character flaw. It means they're, you know, nine and 13 and 12 and seven. And we should expect that, you know, so um. It takes what what's always surprising to me is how much discipline it takes, not for the child, but for the parent. Maybe that's what we should talk about. Seriously. Shay. It was a gorgeous 65 degree day here. I've got so much stuff to do outside. We've got to sell the cow. We've got to get the potatoes out of the ground before. Like, name (sighs) it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the potatoes. I want to go outside. I don't want to be in here. Not that I don't love it. Not that I don't love it, you guys. But um, it really is just the discipline of it. And I think we talked about this last time. But as I've been getting up early, because I get up at five to get my Bible reading time in, my workout time in, get ready, have time with Stuart. I 
every day when my alarm goes off, I'm like, all you have to do is put your feet on the ground. Just put your feet on the ground. <sighs> that's all you have to do is sit up, put your feet on the ground. And that's like the hardest part of it. It is. It's like that it's scene in the Titanic part. with the, the, this is terrible. Forgive me. The Irish mom with her two children. It'll all be over oh, soon. Like, that's what I think of. Tragic. I know, but that's a, that's a inside, that's a family joke in our, between Joel and I. Like every time it's hard to do something, mm-hmm. just get your feet on the ground. It'll all be over mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Just once you're there, then you're engaged. Yep. But it's just convincing your mind like it's got to be like our kids. And we have to set a good example for the kids. Like, oh, yeah. Hey, guess what? If I could actually get out of bed and organize the whole day from three meals and two loads of laundry and 42,000 homeschool lessons and hey, the pears are on the tree. Quick, pull the pears before they go rotten and. Yeah, you you just said potatoes and it like it's still panic in my body. Like, holy crap, I haven't looked at my potatoes I'm, in two weeks. I know I'm panicking. I am panicking a little bit right now. I mean, I know we talked in the last episode about how we had to let go of the gardener and how this is our job. And yes, that still holds true. We are leaving in like two and a half weeks, two weeks for a family vacation with Stuart's family in the South who we never get to see. Um, and but it happens to fall on the week that basically our first frost comes. And so I'm like, quick, bring the lemon tree in, bring the bay tree in. Like we got to get the potatoes out of the ground. And you know, it's just, it's always this. Oh my goodness. See, you just did it again. I just brought my lemon trees in last week, but my bay is still in the herb. Sorry. Crap. Sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I think as we approach homeschooling and if, Listeners, if you guys aren't homeschooling parents, forgive us. But so many people, even if they're not homeschooling, they are homeschooling with their kid online. I mean, a distance learning is yeah, what is happening right now, it seems like in most mm-hmm. places. And so even if you're not doing the lesson planning, even if you still have a teacher, you're still facilitating that for your child. Um, and so right. we feel it a, re- right. a relevant enough topic to enough listeners to touch on again for this part two. Um, but I think I think part of it maybe is is getting the mindset right, sitting down with the right uh, frame of mind, as it were. Are you going to be OK? Mm-hmm. I am. Don't mind me. <laughs> I'm not sneezing. I can breathe. It's all good. Carry I on, wish Shay. I wish you guys could see her face. Shut right up. Now. Picking her nose and <laughs> um there's a really great quote by Elizabeth Elliot who I love and adore and it says um let me find it. Here we go. Focus your eyes, Shay. When you don't know what to do next, just do the thing in front of you. And that sounds so simplistic, yeah. but I think when you have an elephant to eat, sometimes all you can do is the next thing. And the next thing might just be putting your sheets yeah. in the dryer so you have clean sheets. It might be pulling out sausages right. so you have something to make for dinner. You know, it might just be just getting through the reading lesson with your seven-year-old. Um, it's hard when you're homeschooling or when you just have a lot of children or there's a lot going on, the hard part is taking a step back and just getting perspective. Because when you, when you try to hold on to it too tight, that's when it feels like it's going to collapse and it's going to just explode at any moment. Um, But I, so I think keeping the, keeping the broad picture, 
I think we talked about that last time, but keeping the broad picture is super helpful. Um, yeah, if you, I mean, you know, like for, for those of us like that have like tried to lose weight after a baby, if you looked at it at the whole nine months to a year or year and a half or however long it takes you scope and you tried to digest all those meals and all those snacks and all that self-discipline in one moment, it would be extremely overwhelming. But if you just looked at, at it as the next time. I take a walk or the next time I choose to eat, it's more digestible. It's just like piece one, by piece. one thing at a time. And then after a year or a year and a half, everything has fallen into place. Yes. So I think we left off with um, talking about our bigger kids. Okay. So we've got. Uh, um, so let's Georgia and yeah. Juliet mm-hmm. doing a class together. Mm-hmm. A pretty, pretty gnarly literature class. I mean, literature class. There's a lot of kids that don't try to chew up uh, mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer until ninth mm-hmm. grade. Um, you and know, I actually had. I was going to tell you this. So I'm just going to tell you and act like we're having a phone conversation. Okay, my do friend it. Jody, who recommended this class to me, said that mm-hmm. when her uh, daughter Elsie was doing this class, you know, Mark Twain or or even like um, Jane Austen, like those are they're pretty substantial you know words to grasp in in both of them and so well and especially jane austen because she's saying things in a i mean mark twain were like yeah we've kind of seen that in movies you know by the time you're 10 or whatever but right yeah so what she recommended doing is because you know all of mark twain's works are in the public domain you can get them for free on audible and so to get georgia sort of in the right mindset i downloaded it on audible and i let her listen to it but she had to follow along in the book with her pencil um so she she had to read it and listen to it at the same time but nick offerman uh who plays ron swanson on parks and rec fabulous narrator he narrates the adventures of tom sawyer on audible for free highly recommended but it was really helpful you know george is nine she's and she's reading this like so yeah trying to get help her to get a leg up but there's so many great resources like that. Yeah. Le- Levervox, I think, is oh, like Levervox. for those that listen yeah. to podcasts. You know? Yes. Yeah. So Call of the Wild, like, you know, Little Women, all those pre, what is the copyright? 1927? When did they recall. bring the smackdown on that? I don't recall. I think it's like 1927 or something like that. Yeah. Anything like that is in the yes. public domain. Or, but Levervox, like, they do it to put it out there for free. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> this is a funny subject because I think I know where you're going to go with it. But we tried to get specific with people to make it as helpful as possible. So we covered, you know, the math curriculums okay. that we use, the English curriculums that we use. Let's talk about the science curriculum that we use. OK, you go. Uh, <laughs> you go. OK, <laughs> um, so I've always been very like my heart, my heart is my emotions are enamored with the Charlotte Mason. Oh, just do a nature study and just take a journal out and I record what you see. And like I've read all of that. OK, I just need to confess to if for those of you that can do that and you've wrapped your head around that. Yay for you. But I am the type of person that 
in the final transition of labor, the first time I was in labor, I was like screaming, just tell me what to do. Like, I will breathe the way you say to breathe. I will push the way you say to push whatever you say to make this misery be over. Like, tell me what to do. So sometimes in the throes of it, I just want direction. And so I felt like when I was reading all the, all the Charlotte Mason books and reading, listening to the Charlotte Mason podcast, I'm like, you know, this feels like very much like functioning in the arbitrary. I appreciate that we're supposed to go out and look at a mushroom and draw it and appreciate it. But then what? And so uh, I did switch the, the smaller kids are still doing that. We're still just walking outside and we're listening and observing and everything. But the bigger kids, I still wanted them to start doing the whole like vertebrates, invertebrates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, genus, species, what have you. So uh, I switched them over to um, sunlight. And since the big. Be- the beginning of summer, we have misplaced a science book. So that is a point mm. of contention, which I talked about last week. Mm. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to look for your books. Mm-hmm. If you can't find one, you can just hustle and you can look until it's found. So we're still looking for a science book Jeez. from last year for the smaller kids. Um, but they have labs. I do like sunlight because they have the labs. So mm-hmm. they get a little box and it has the radish seeds and the beaker and the tape and the rubber cement or whatever it takes yeah. to do the things. And they have one lab a week and it's a sporn. And there's still really good, rich books that are going along as far as the science. It's still not that, you know, what I don't care for is the read it, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, so that's what Juliet and Julian are doing. What's that called? And they are nine and 10. What's the, what's, the I don't know. It's whatever the, whatever level I picked for them. Okay. Uh, but it's fun because it's very like Juliet is old enough to facilitate it. So they just sort of do it together. Okay. I'm searching and, sunlight science um, curriculum because I want to try to give a name if it's possible, but I don't think I'll be able to. Yeah. It's going to have like a letter. It's going to be like sunlight science D yeah, or okay, C or something now. like that. So I can put it in I the show see. notes. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty unfamiliar with this, but I, I can see what you're talking about here so it's like a little package yeah so like i had the big like nature study book like all the i had all the books that ambleside recommended but it was still too um yeah i know what you was still too much up to me i really i really just needed somebody to say no actually do this on monday and do this on tuesday yep you know that's what i needed so that's maybe that's being work at home mom i don't know like maybe if i if all I was doing was homeschooling, it would be one thing because I really do love the books. And but my kids are very um, like they're like nature nerds anyways. Mm-hmm. So they have like the Autobahn field guides. Like that's their thing is to go out and look for salamanders and yep. all that. So then I didn't really realize that Amelie wanted to do science this year. I was actually going to give Amelie a break off of science. So we just discovered that in the last few days that she's kind of miffed at me that she doesn't have a science curriculum. So I have to figure out what we're going to do. And I've got Aiden on chemistry. Okay. Which, um, that's like the subject every homeschool mom fears. Oh yeah. I got nothing to do with it. Like bun chance, like (laughs) sink or swim, you know, like you're good on you. Uh, I told him, I said, look it over. If it looks too tough, then we'll dial back to biology and we can wait a year. But he's, he's so, he has so much knowledge that he's 
obtained on his own without me. Like he talks. I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm so proud of you. Fabulous. Well, isn't that the point of homeschooling? Like you, you, you that teach is the point. your children to be learners. I don't need little mini Anges right. running around. I need to. them to. to yeah. yeah. You don't have to know what you teach your children at some point because they're going to have the ability to right. learn. Which means that they can take the yeah. skills that you've given them, like hard work and discipline and, you know, training and the ability to read. And they get to go apply yeah. that, which is exactly the point. I love that. Um, I appreciate you saying that so about I the just, science you know, I come from That's like helpful. a weird science. Yeah, well, I come from and I, you know, I'm not a science person. Yeah. It's it's again like things we've talked about before. Like I didn't appreciate nature the way I do now. Mm-hmm. I didn't appreciate sports or physicality the way I do now. Um, I remember being a in between sophomore and junior year, and I had just moved to a new state, and you had to have like a meeting with a school counselor. And she sat me down, and she's like, "Well, do you want to go to college?" And I said, "No." She's like, "Well, then you can be done with math and science." And I said, sweet. Oh, interesting. We're done here. Wow. So I've never taken anything past algebra and I've never taken anything past mm-hmm. like basic biology. That's funny. Because I knew just, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I was my and I was I didn't really have like a lot of parental uh, input at that point. But my feeling was, why would I go pay to take math and science? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go pay for that. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. which is what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's very, it's a very uh, area where with my children's education, I try to, I'm trying to be involved and I'm trying to have at least a basic understanding of what they're doing. I don't need to know all the answers, but I want to have an understanding of what they're doing because I didn't really have that. It was just kind of this disconnect and like, oh, I can be done. Sweet. I'm done. Yeah. 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 Science was, I think that's a, that's a hard one for most homeschool families because I think mm-hmm. on the whole, and obviously there are lots of exceptions, but on the whole, science tends to be a pretty difficult subject to chew on for a lot. People mm-hmm. aren't really geared that way. You know, I, I majored in science, animal science, but I'm not, <laughs> I couldn't teach my kids biology. <laughs> like there's no way mm-hmm. I took I took biology in ninth grade and I remember my biology teacher and he was just like, Shay, you are like you're running into the brick wall like you're you're not getting it. You're just hitting that brick wall with your head like you need to go over the wall. You need to just like open your brain and get over it. And I switched to animal science at that point. I went to into natural sciences and natural resources and soils and, you know, animal reproduction and all these cool classes after that. I was like, I this isn't lining up. And actually chemistry almost kept yeah. me from getting my degree. That was the hardest class I took in college for me. I no no comprende at all. Still no way. Um but I appre- I appreciate this. I'm looking at their packages now and they look really helpful. Like I'll be honest with you, like science, for, especially for when they're little, like we're straight up Charlotte Mason, like our kids nature journal every day. They go out, they look at the humidity, yeah. they look at the temperature, they write down mm-hmm. what's going on in the sky, what's the sun doing, 
Um, and they just, but our kids are like yours. They're outside all the time. They're constantly observing things. There's larva, there's like jars of larva and worms and spiders all over my house. It's disgusting and disturbing. I know. And it's gross. Stuff constantly crawling. But um, but I love that. I think fostering a love for nature in the early years is exactly the point. And I think that's what Charlotte Mason is getting at. Mm-hmm. It's just like you are a part of this. You need to understand that it's not just big cats and elephants. It's ants and decomposers and funguses. And, you know, and I think it takes an observing eye to see those things. Yeah. But there also comes a point where you know, science curriculum is helpful. So we always joke that Wildcrats is our science curriculum right now because it's just, you know, two good natured guys just living free and in the wild and studying nature and loving animals. And it's been fun, but, um, it's time. See, we, my kids have never watched that. I know your kids have always oh, watched that Wildcrats. Yeah. So Mm-hmm. We should check that out. See, like oh, when Aiden so was little, like we were like big Bear Grylls. Mm-hmm. We watched Bear Grylls like religiously. Mm-hmm. And but oh, rats. I was just going to say something and I yeah. don't remember. Poop. Um, if you guys do have older remember. kids, though, too, there are some really good online tutorials for these kinds of things. Like you don't. I think this keeps people from homeschooling because they think I couldn't keep teach my kid chemistry. That doesn't mean you're not a qualified teacher. That means you're going to get creative. You're going to find the resources that they need. You're going to find the the people that they need to come around them. And it might just be somebody Mm -hmm. in your community. Um, We're actually doing that with a couple of families from our church where we're going to get together once a week or once every other week. And we're going to have different parents come in and teach on different subjects that they know about to just introduce this idea. And um and I love that. I love that we can't do it by ourselves. We're not we're not meant to do it by ourselves. Let's talk about Fridays. Friday, Friday okay. fun day, at least in our house. Um, I know your older kids are schooling on Friday because they have a lot to do. And same with Georgia. She's got a lot of reading and writing to do on Fridays. Yeah, it's sort of like our, uh, you know, this is so they do current events reports during the week. They do like this week they wrote, you know, they have to like this week they did a, an essay on an opposing view. Okay. So take a subject that you're really passionate about, but like try to see it from your opponent's point of wow. view, you know. And so love that it's spelling and commas and grammar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of their like they share their Google Docs with me during the week. And then by Friday it has to be all spiffed mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. That's a great way to end out the week. One of the things we mm-hmm. really love to do on Fridays is play classical music. I know you're a classical music buff. Um, yes. I love classical music. If you ever need something to listen to and you have Apple Music, go find Yo-Yo Ma's cello um, album where he does Bach pieces. It's so, yeah. so beautiful the cello is my very favorite instrument and Bach is my very favorite classical Mm -hmm. composer and so it's just quite beautiful um but it's the day where I will blast classical music and I love it because it's amazing to watch the kids see emotion and I think it's easy especially in our current culture to be like oh that's old stop yawning stop that I'm sorry 
I didn't sleep last night. I was sneezing all night. I slept on the frigging couch. I was like so bad. Oh, I know you. I know that you're tired because typical Angela, when I bring up classical music, would be like, hold the phone. Hold on. We got stuff to talk about here. Um, How do you guys do music? I know both of our kids take piano. So that's part of their music uh-huh. training, learning how to read music, learning the notes, uh, learning keys, that kind of thing. How else do you guys handle music in your house? Uh, we have a, we just try to foster a real love for it. So if I'm really rocking out to something or if I, there's something I really enjoy, I try to bring the kids into it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to create like little nerds. So like most of my kids know who Ella Fitzgerald is. Yeah. And they know why she's the, she best, is the best, quite frankly. She is the mm-hmm. best, you know. And so whatever I'm listening to, I try to bring them in and they they know mom likes her music really loud and that annoys them. And that's OK. Because mm-hmm. then there's there's mom and her music again. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's a little bit different when it when they were younger. Everything was easier when there was just a couple. <laughs> I mean, it was just so much easier to brainwash them. Like, let's just be yeah. real. <laughs> the indoctrination was was much easier when mm-hmm. there was just a mm-hmm. few. Um, but yeah, the the children they take uh, FaceTime lessons with their teacher out of state. He's excellent, so that really takes from like eleven to twelve thirty on Fridays. And there's a lot of piano playing going on around here. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wish they listened to it on their own a little bit more, but it's kind of that. We're just in this weird phase where we don't have enough CD players mm-hmm. and read any CD players because they all broke over the summer. And apparently CD players are impossible to find and still very not affordable if you need to buy more than one on Amazon. Um, I mean, I would like for everybody to be listening to music, but yeah. I don't want them attached to a phone. Right. It's annoying. Have you have you fallen into that? Like, we're just like. Hey, remember when things were easy and you just popped in a CD mm-hmm. and now I don't really want to hand my kid my phone and headphones mm-hmm. and Bluetooth and mm-hmm. brain cancer causing mojo. <laughs> and like, it's just it's a pain. I think it's a pain. Actually, yeah. um, we get asked a lot about devices. So maybe we should talk about that real fast. Um, Probably. <laughs> this is a hard one because I think it dep- I think you have complete liberty to do what you want. So don't care what I say, but I will Mm -hmm. tell you what we do in our family. Um, We have found with our children in our situation that devices, um, they don't don't do them well. They just don't do them well. Um, It tends to turn them very sour, very selfish, um, and very... uh, introverted in not a good way. (laughs) Just like... I'm going to go in by hmm. myself. I'm going to go into my little cave and be by myself and no one can be in my zone. And, you know, it's just it's just not a good thing for us. So um, mm-hmm. I do let Juliet use a very old phone and I downloaded a bunch of Beatrix Potter and amazing old fairy tale stories on Audible. And I got her some special earphones, but that's simply to buy me time like and it's enriching. So it's not a show. It's not like the having to mess with a tablet and click stuff and 
any of that. It's just sit here and play with your sand or watercolor, whatever, trace the things while you're listening to Beatrix Potter. So I, I think it's mm-hmm. not the thing in and of themselves. It's the twaddle that we can fill them with um, that can make them yeah. really sour. Other than that, we allow Georgia the same phone um, where she can listen to audiobooks for a certain portion of time. So it's just like, you know, from four to five while I'm making dinner, you're allowed to veg out in your room with your cats and draw and listen to Harry Potter. Great. Go do that. Um, mm-hmm. But dang, like there have to be some serious guardrails up. But other than that, there's no devices yeah. in our homeschool. I mean, except for when they are typing something on the computer or mm-hmm. when they're on a Zoom, you know, like on their English class where they're meeting with their teacher. Other than that, there's right. no devices at all. That's it. Intentionally. Okay. <laughs> so Aiden has a phone because he's 15. Um, It's... It's supposed to be in his bedroom during school. It never is. It's like on the coffee table. I don't know why. If he thinks like somebody's going to text him, nobody's texting him. I don't. It's just a like, could you just please put that in your room? Mine's not. Mine's not sitting here. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, sort of a back and forth 15 year old battle, but it's not in his pocket and he's not like using it during school. It's just kind of, I'm always teasing him. Like, can't you just leave that in your room? Um, Amelie has a phone. It does not have cellular service. So it's just for listening to books or listening to music. Mm-hmm. So she can't uh, make phone calls from it mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then we have my computer at my desk and we do have a Chromebook. So when everybody needs to disperse for math, uh, you know, quite a bit of computers we have for computers that are needed Mm -hmm. so there's plenty of computers to go around but there's not that like autonomy like hey i can take this we don't have any ipads or anything Mm -hmm. like that there's no pads Mm -hmm. there's no like tuck away with my thing Mm -hmm. and go do my thing why and why is that for you uh i just don't want it i don't want to spend the money on it yeah i don't it really i just don't like them on the screen does, you know, do you find it ruins your even like, Aiden? I don't know. It felt like when like when yeah. we were doing CC in a community, I had the CC app and it was like, OK, we'd pull it up and she'd she yeah. be singing along. And I'm like, this is just ruining my mojo. Like I just it ruins my vibe. Well, see, I I even fell into that today. So Juju was doing math and he had some multiplication problems. And I thought, rats, like I don't have the CC app on my phone. Should I put it on my phone? Mm-hmm. Should I? I put I'm, I have it on my phone. I, I have it on my phone so that if I can't remember a history sentence how it how she sings it, I'll pull it up on Monday. Yeah. We can sing it with her on Monday and then the rest of the week we do it by ourselves. Yeah, but yeah. I'm thinking like two, four, six. I know. Eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, eight, 10, 16, 14. <laughs> do I need yeah. to have that? Because I sure don't want to take the time to teach him his times tables and no I, listen. This is going to be a little freebie you can stick in your pocket, listeners. If you have not taught your kids the CC classical conversations, what that means, classical conversations, skip counting. Do it. Yeah. It's little songs. I think they changed them since we left CC and now they do them up to 15s. But we did them when I did it. We did it to 12. So you would count. You would skip count twos 
up yeah. to 12. So you'd get to 24. Um, that kind of thing. They're excellent. They're excellent. And yeah. the easiest way to teach multiplication at the time, they don't even understand what that is. Then when you go to teach them multiplication right. and you're like, hey, let's skip count our twos. And all of a sudden they know what two times five is. And oh, they're so good. I'm so thankful for those. I was ironing today and Julian was doing math and he had seven times seven came up in one of his long, you know, it was like, I don't know, 47 times one yeah. or 47 times seven, you know? And I thought like, dang I it, know. I'm going to tell you seven times seven is 49 and you need to remember yeah. it. I know. There's just, that's the only way around it. And that's when I thought, dang, I should I put those, should I put the app on my yeah. phone? I used to have it on my phone a long time yep. ago, but I don't want. My pride, okay, homeschool moms, I hear you (laughs) on your pride. My pride doesn't want to be like turning them over to an app all the time. The reality is I have four students who could stand to use their, learn their times tables and like Mm -hmm. that ain't happening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one of the things I love about CC is it is designed to be like for a homeschool family. And so, for example, I I always try to teach to Georgia. I think of her as my student. She is the mm-hmm. oldest. So it's like when we're right. doing the skip counting, I'm listening to the other kids. and I'm making sure that they're engaged, but I'm looking at her mouth. Like, do you know the numbers that you're saying right now? Like, are you fully aware of what's happening? But what happens then is when you're doing that, it's good for her to practice her times tables. Juliet, mm-hmm. you know, she'll get every like third or fourth number. And then by the end of the week, she's got them all. Right. And then like just by magic, right. by the osmosis of just being in the situation, she picks them up. And so there right. are subjects like that. The same goes for history. If you guys haven't checked out CC's history curriculum, do that. The story of us, we're doing U.S. history this year, is really great. The story of the world are fabulous audiobooks, and they're also printed mm-hmm. ones with all kinds of activities you can do. I love story of the worlds. Um, but they just pick it up. They pick it up. There are things that you can do to teach to all your students at the same time. And all of your students are going to take something different from them, but... The idea is there is a time where we all belly up to the table together and we do skip counting together. We do history together. We do geography together. And um, and I love that because that's not something you would get in a classroom setting. There wouldn't be four year olds and nine year olds in the same class. Yeah, no, it's very one room schoolhouse. You know, I just had this flashback of when I first started homeschooling. Uh, I used there's a YouTube channel called Have Fun Learning. And I freaking love this channel. It is like heard of it. It, take, it does like every I it just stumbled up on it as a new homeschooler. And it was like every letter A, 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 I have an aunt. You know, mm-hmm. it was like all these like fun little songs. And then you would make the shape mm-hmm. in the air and super fun. So it does like every phonics, the whole alphabet. And then it has really great songs like one called like I am responsible or something. Mm-hmm. I am responsible. You can depend on me. You can count on me to do the right thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, that's it was just but it's just kind of that thing where yeah. you they listen to it when they're young. And then when you say, you know, when they're seven, I need you to be responsible. I need to be able to count on you. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to depend on you. You know, then they're, mm-hmm. they're hearkening back to that. I just mm-hmm. sorry. 
No, there's a power. There's a reason things a great YouTube channel. There's a reason things are put to song. I mean, I remember watching Sesame Street as a kid and they did this big thing on how peligro means danger in Spanish. And I was just like, I should not know what I don't know what that means. Like, I shouldn't know what danger means is my point. It's like translates to in Spanish. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But I remember it because of the stupid Sesame Street song. (laughs) (laughs) So the next time we have a wine named Pelegro. Yeah, exactly. Um, It was funny. We had this visitor at church the other day and he came up to me afterwards and he was not from we go to a very traditional church where we sing the Psalms and we sing hymns and he came up to me afterwards and he's like, your music sucks. And that's what he said. And I was just like, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> he did he really to me. say that? And I said, well, you know what? I didn't grow up singing the Psalms and hymns, but um, what I love is that when you sing them, especially over the course of time, you memorize them. This magic thing happens when stuff is yeah. set to music it sticks in your brain. And so even now, as I read the Psalms, I'm like, I almost can't read them because I'm singing them in my brain, you know, because I've been singing them Mm -hmm. for for a long time now. And there is great power. That's why Psalms is a, it's a singing book. It's a book of songs. It's like, Hey, write this word on your heart, sing it, sing it, sing it. And it's going to stick in there like a cranberry song from the (laughs) nineties. Won't ever go anywhere. (laughs) Nero, Nero, Nero. I don't know if only two octaves. I don't know if we crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's for you listeners, but uh, there it is. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Another hour of nonsense for you. Oh man, I don't even know that we covered all the things. I still don't think we covered. No, we didn't. I don't know. Fine, just keep talking about it. What have you? And next week we have a special guest. So stay tuned for that. I'm not going to announce it until we know the exact date that she's going to be able to record with us. But I'm very excited about this. And I think you guys are going to be excited, too. It's going to be fabulous. Owen's whispering my ear. Okay. Who is it? Who is it? Tell me. (laughs) Tomorrow is Ultra Feminine Friday. Is it? Oh, my gosh. This week went fast. It's like a vacuum, Shay. It's going to be Thanksgiving before we and know And ladies, it. I'm sorry for not posting all your ultra feminine Friday posts on Friday. I think I posted them on Sunday. <laughs> Super sorry about that. Well, you know. Super sorry. I will be more on top of it tomorrow. Ultra feminine. I'm doing my best day. Oh, I did try today. Do you notice my new top? It's a secondhand top from Poshmark. I see those. I got some new little. Is that velvet? Tortoise hair. Tortoise, not tortoise hair. <laughs> tortoise hair. Tortoise shell. Tortoise shell hoops that I got rocking here. My jeans that nice. are a size my too tortoise small. Uh, oh, what's that? Little brooch my, kind of a thing. This is like my tortoise shell um, cameo. Oh, that's pretty. I love yeah. that. Well, let's share our outfits tomorrow. We'll make sure to share our outfits tomorrow for okay. Feminine Friday. And do share yours with us as well. If you're not following us over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast, make sure you do that because you have no idea what we're talking about. Every Friday over on Instagram, we host Ultra Feminine Friday, which is just an opportunity for you to show us what feminine looks like for you. Maybe you're cleaning out chicken coops or mucking stalls or gardening or cooking or wearing your Sunday best. 
but show us. Show us what Ultra Feminine Friday looks like for you and make sure to use the hashtag so that we can find you and share uh, your picture with all of our listeners over there. And visit homemakerchicpodcast.com so you can get the coupon codes for American Blossom Linens and all of our other fabulous advertisers. You don't have to remember them. You can just visit homemakerchicpodcast.com and we have links to all our advertisers and all the coupon codes are right there for you. Are you going to be okay? Will you be back here Monday? I hope. I'll be back. Okay. like bring on the holidays because that's about when they die down that's a long angela's mystery allergy it is stinks we're gonna have to put you on that discovery channel show where it's like a mystery disease that they just put out to the world wide web and they're like internet world what is this we can't solve it no no i can't take one more opinion please (laughs) there's no mold there's no nothing Please don't. Please don't. I'll just suffer. Do you want me to give out your email address right now so everyone can email No. Please don't. (laughs) 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 All right, ladies. Thanks for being here with us. We hope that somehow this edifies and encourages you in your homeschooling journey, whatever that looks like for you. And uh, we'll see you Monday. You're welcome. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.